Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. You open eyes, Lord, uh, uh, cause folks to be different all because of the fact that they live stream tonight or, or you know, they, they reached into on demand, gotten to the word of God, and now their, their lens is clearer, their faith is strong, and we'll give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, I forgot to mention that uh, please remember to continue to, to give to the work of the Lord. Uh, we do what we do only because you do what you do. So you're a big part of everything that, that happens here. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7 and verse uh, 24. And... Uh, you know, I can't really remember over the years ministering uh, on this portion of Scripture. Of course, I've read it a, a million times, but uh, can't quite re- remember us digging into it. So this is somewhat new, perhaps, uh, for us, and maybe within the last 15 years, maybe, you know, maybe it was year two or three, you know, we, we covered some of this. But, but we're going to dig in, and, and we'll be better uh, for it. So Matthew 17 and verse 24, he begins with Jesus speaking, there. For. Whenever you see a therefore, you've heard it said before, you have to go back and see what it's there for because therefore is a conjunction which con- connects, you know, a new thought to an older thought. And Jesus was about to, to summarize the entire Sermon on, on the Mount, which is, had gone on for actually chapters in our Bible. It's, it's actually the longest message or sermon that, that Jesus preaches in the Bible. And it's also one of the most celebrated uh, sermons of Jesus Christ. You know, people even of different religions pay attention to that sermon. Gandhi loved uh, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. It's said in aviation that flying is the second greatest thrill that a, a person uh, can, can, can enjoy. But then it goes on to say landing is the first. So what Jesus was doing was bringing this entire message, this entire sermon on the Mount in for a landing. And we're about to, to read the landing here. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, referring to the entire uh, Sermon on the Mount, and, and does them. Now, this is important. The goal of Jesus' teaching was always action. The distance between our dreams and reality is, is one word, action. And, and we see this over and over again. Uh, you know, we, we are what we do, not what we intend. And Jesus uh, lays it out through, throughout the scriptures. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, so it's kind of a warning too. He's, he's just spent hours teaching. He's like, hey guys, let me, let me bring this home. It's not just about you rating how well I, I spoke and, and how deep the, the sayings were. He says, whoever see, hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him too. Now, he's about to use a comparison in order to, to land the plane, if you will. So, uh, you know, the, the value of an analogy is, is it allows the, the listener to come to his or her own conclusions. You know, th- there's a huge difference between just being commanded to do something and, uh, uh, you know, understanding uh, what you need to do on your own. And, and Jesus did not want them to leave there just being commanded. He wanted to make sure that they also owned the subject matter that, that he had, had, had discussed. Now, this, this is a saying amongst educators. If a child finds the why, he will always find the way. If a child finds the why, he will always find the way. So Jesus is about to help people understand the why of doing everything he had taught for hours. 
Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Now, everybody in the audience desired on some level to be wise. It's an admirable trait. Culturally, no one wants to be stupid or foolish. Everyone wants to be wise. So clear what he considered wisdom to be. Wisdom was, was not just about hearing scriptures or memorizing scriptures. It was really about doing the scriptures. So it's not just enough to have the book, to, to hear the book, to even read the book. The ultimate goal of each of our lives is to live the book. And this is how Jesus lands the plane, if you will. This is his final conclusion to this incredible Sermon. Then it says, a wise man, again, who, you know, everyone aspired to, to be this, who built his house on the rock. Now, during the hot summer months uh, in, in, in Palestine, particularly around the, the Sea of Galilee, the sand was very, very hard. It was very, very dry, and uh, it, it was pretty, pretty solid. And it would be easy for someone that really didn't understand uh, life in, in that part of the world to, to just look at, okay, the soil is hard, and, and they might take a shortcut in dry season, try to build a house on the hard sand. And it would work for a while, but the problem is when the season changed, the results could be absolutely catastrophic. You know, shortcuts in one season typically robs the next season of all its, its, its joy. You know, with God, shortcuts are typically the, the longest and hardest distance between any two points. And Jesus is talking about, hey, man, you can't take shortcuts with this thing. Um, it's not just about hearing. It's not just about being in my presence. It's not just about being able to say, well, I went to, to, to you know, th that great Megafest meeting or, or that other great meeting, and I was there. I got the T-shirt, and I, I got a CD set or, uh, or whatever, you know, uh, the, 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 the final, in the final analysis Jesus doesn't want us just to be hearers, but to be doers. And once again, I just want to reiterate, he's driving home. This was the most incredible message in human history, the Sermon on the Mount. And here is his summary. And in verse 25, he says to the guy that builds um, on the rock, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. The only reason that that house stood was because of its foundation. Now, here's the thing with a foundation. A foundation is not attractive. A foundation is not sexy. Tourists don't come from around the world to go look at a foundation. However, it was the uncelebrated, the hidden, the easy-to-overlook foundation that caused the house to survive in the storm. And, you know, we're only as solid as what we're built on. And this is why y'all got to stay in the word uh, in order to stay solid in these, these very, very interesting times. You know, my, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And, and God wants us to have a solid foundation in our lives. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. Now, the first guy, the wise guy, did them. He came to, 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 to service, if you will. He heard the word and he said, well, I'm going to start living this thing out with my wife. Now, I can't figure out everything the Bible says, but I do know the next thing I need to do in my life. And he began to implement. And uh, that was the wise man. 
But then we have this other gentleman. He heard the word, which is pretty good. I mean, he, he did hear. He did, you know, leave his home to go up to, to Mount Olivet, you know, to, to, to listen to Jesus. So, you know, he did go to church. But according to Jesus, he's going to find himself in, in trouble because there's two builders. Both of them came, but one is still foolish and the other is wise. Both people, this is important, engaged in the same work. Uh, both houses looked pretty much alike from, from, from the outside. Both builders even finished the job, meaning they made it through the entire service. But the scary part is the foundation on which we build our lives is hidden until the storm comes. And it's the storms of life that reveal or better prove the foundations on which we were founded. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the dry, hardened sand. Again, both builders went to work. The only difference was the starting point. Again, there are no shortcuts with God. I've tried to, 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 to convince God to come up with a few for me, uh, but, but it's never worked. Uh, the, the only shortcuts with God are the ones you imagine. They're, they're, they're not real. Luke gives us some additional insight. Luke chapter 6 and verse 47. Jesus said, whoever comes to me, he's saying it's the same message. He, uh, Luke is just bringing out special features. If every word Jesus spoke was written in the Bible, we, we would be in trouble. We couldn't, there'd be volumes and encyclopedias of, uh, of statements. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and, and does them, I will show him, I will show you who he is like. He's like a man building a house. Watch this. Now here's what Luke uh, adds here. Who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. Now, the foundation of this house was not built on surface level, meaning there's a lot of surface level Christianity, but surface level Christianity will not get you through the storm. If you're going to really be established in God, I mean, have your heart established, as the psalmist says, in the Lord, you're going to have to dig into your hearts. Uh, you're going to have to dig into to your life. You're, you're, you're going to even have to, at times, even have to dig into your, 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 your pockets. We, we got to get through the sand or go through the sand in order to get to the rock. And the, the sand is actually a barrier to the stuff in life that we really need to, to, to build on. And we, we have to get through the casual to get to the intimate. Um, you know, and, and once you think you got this thing down to the bone, you still go deeper. And, and that's just what, what he's getting to. You got to get, uh, you know, not just superficial, because you know a couple songs or, or you, you got a couple scriptures, but, but you live in this thing and, 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 and you're really trying to, to found your life uh, in Christ Jesus. That's the only way we're going to last. So basically he's warning the crowd because there are thousands of people listening to him. And uh, he's like, hey, guys, there's two categories of people. There's a wise and a foolish right here. And the storm in life's going to reveal who you really are. And he didn't say, well, you know what? I'm Jesus. I'm going to save you from the storm. He's, he's saying, you know, both, both, both houses built by the wise and the foolish person went through the same storm. So just because you love the Lord doesn't mean you're not going to face some things in life. And uh, he was, this is really compassion coming out of the heart of Jesus. He wanted to let them know uh, in advance, hey, guys, if, if you don't take seriously the things I've said, and you, you know, what, what measure you meet is, is the measure you, you will reap. And uh, if you don't take it deeply and, and to heart and, and really try to get 
the insight and revelation out of the things that I've shared with you, you're really not going to make it uh, very long. You know, for a season, it may look good. And for a season, it may look like it's working out. However, if you don't really dig into this thing in the long run, uh, that there, there will be uh, catastrophic events uh, as it relates to your faith. Uh, Matthew 7 and verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now, hearing is great, but the secret to success is not wishing, but doing. And what Jesus was saying is you got to get out of here, go leave here and actually begin to do the things I say, not just say or restate the things I say. And then he says, and the rain descended and the floods came. Now, there were uh, very few rainfalls in Palestine during the course uh, of the years. It's just largely desert, if you will. But, but when the heavy rains did come, uh, they were known to wash away anything that, that was not uh, grounded and, and, and secure. You know, whether wise or foolish, as I said just a couple moments ago, the rains and the floods will come. Um, and, you know, God protects us from many, but, we, you know, life comes and stuff happens and life has a way of, of determining the foundation on which our lives and even our faith was built. A lot of our faith is built on me being a good Christian instead of on Christ who bore the price and penalty for my sins. It's based on me doing the right thing. It's based on the pastor doing the right thing. It's based on the church doing the right thing. Here's the thing, every pastor will not do the right thing. Every church will not do the right thing. As long as you got people, you have problems. And if your faith is just in people, you're not gonna make it. You gotta make sure your faith is in the Christ who gives you the faith to deal with people, to continue to relate to people, uh, et cetera. And it says, and the winds blew and it beat, I believe the King James Version says vehemently on that house. And, and this is tough, but Jesus, Jesus was, he was, he was for real. And, and he, you know, Jesus would tell you the real deal. He didn't lie to you. He didn't trick you into following him. Um, basically what he was saying to everybody that was listening is we're all going to take a beating at one time or another. Another place said, take up your cross and follow me. But it's like, Hey, both houses, the wind, the floods, the rain beat on the house. And if it's not rain, it's going to be wind, but, but life will test you to see what you are made out of. And, uh, you know, any, anyone with a little mileage, uh, you know, on the road will, will understand what I'm talking about. You know, if, you know, if, if you're only in this thing, you know, thir you know 13 years or, you know, uh, what I'm trying to say, if, if you don't have a lot of life experience, I don't want to insult anyone's age. So that's why I'm being caused here. But um, if you've never experienced trouble, it's because you haven't lived very long. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying trouble is going to come. I mean, it's just part of life. There's no way around it. You can't even pray so much that there's a place you don't face stuff. That just doesn't happen. You don't see that with any of the apostles. You don't see it with the disciples. Even Jesus went to a cross. And you're going to face stuff. And he's like, hey, uh, the, the issue is not trying to stop the stuff as much as making sure you're built on a strong foundation. Listen, there are some things God can stop, will stop, and I, there's so many things that God has kept me from that I am so grateful for, and he probably kept you from as well. However, stuff will nonetheless happen. And he said again, both the foolish man and the wise man, 
the wind blew and beat on the what? House. The problem, though, was not the house. The problem was where the house was built or the fact that the house was not built on the rock. See, the, the, David said, they said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. So if you are still trusting Christians, you're not going to make it. If you're still trusting your church to do everything right, you're not going to make it. If you're still uh, trusting uh, everything, you know, people say to you about the Bible versus you digging into the Bible and understand it, you're not going to make it. Christ has to become your rock. The Lord has to become personal to you. And it has to, he has to become somebody you're living, he's living through you. You're, he's living with you. He's living in you. And, and your life is about trying to live out this thing. And not that you always get it right. Um, but I'll tell you something, since he's been in my life, I get it writer and writer and writer and writer. I get better and better and better and better. And that's part of the, the marks of really being a Christian is that God is living through you and his light shines brighter and brighter and brighter with each passing day. And the winds blew and beat on the house and watch what happened. And it fell. Both houses took a beating, but only one survived. Pay attention here. This guy's problem was not that he deliberately sought out a bad foundation. Remember, these are the folks that came to hear Jesus teach up the mountain. Um, I said thousands of people, but I actually, I don't know. The Bible doesn't record how many people were actually there. Uh, but I'm going to say hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, uh, were, were, were there. Again, the guy's problem is not that he built a, a bad foundation. He just neglected to look for the rock. And it's not that any of us intend to build on the wrong foundation. It's just we have not sought hard enough. We have not dug in, leaned in hard enough to really get to the rock of the matter. You know, we've heard about healing, but we've never really dug in. We, we've heard about forgiveness, and, and, but we really never really dug in to, to, to that issue. Or, or we, we've heard about you know, redemption and belonging to God, but we've never really dug into it. And we have about an inch deep revelation of these matters. And the problem is when, 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 when you know, the winds and waves come and we're only an inch deep, uh, our house can be easily swept away. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning in as many areas as the Lord allows to dig as deeply as I can to make sure that I didn't just hear it, I got it. To make sure not, not only does he or she have a revelation, I have revelation. In fact, once the preacher preaches, if I get it, I own it. And my, my goal in all my teaching, all my preparation, all the rest, is many of these things I already own, I got. It's about helping you own them and helping you put your name on it, helping you live these issues and uh, uh, truths out. It says, and the wind blew and beat on the house, and it what? Fell. I want to say it one more time. The guy's problem was not that he deliberately sought uh, a bad or a false foundation. It was just that he neglected to look for the rock. 
Are you looking for the right? Are you looking just for entertainment? Are you just looking for something to do? Are you just looking to, to satisfy your religiosity? Are you, are you looking for something that you can base your life on something substantive, something that, that's ultimately from God? You, you're looking for truth, not just, you know, ease and comfort, but you're looking for truth. See, we're not in a beauty contest. We are in an endurance contest test. Jesus says, he who endures to the end will be saved. So a lot of folks stay in this beauty contest. You know, I got a big house. God's prospered me. You know, I got a smile on my face. I got the joy of the Lord. Well, we're not in a beauty contest. It's an endurance. It's about he who makes it to the end. It's not about the, 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 all, all the, the silly stuff that we get on, on the way. Uh, it's about establishing a solid enough foundation that no matter what happens, no matter what, what direction your kids go, no matter what direction your spouse goes, no matter which direction your health goes, you got, you got something rock solid on the inside that will sustain you and keep you through that crisis. And then Jesus goes on and he emphasizes, and it fell. And he said, and great was its fall. If you're going to be a mega church, if you're going to be a mega star, if you're going to make mega millions, make sure you have a mega foundation. And I'll tell you, in my little life, what God was more concerned about were my roots than my fruits. I know that that kind of rhymes, but, um, you know, it was all about building a solid foundation. And uh, it has taken me years, uh, well, taken the Lord years to get me solid enough to do the things that he wanted me to, to, wanted to launch me into. But God loves his children. He's very particular. And if he loves you, he'll make sure you have a foundation for where you're going. I tell you, the, 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 the quickest way to, to frustration and failure is a shortcut. Um, preparation time is never wasted time. I tell you, I, I've, you know, I, my folks live in Florida now, you know, grew up in New York, New Jersey, uh, but they landed in Florida. And after every hurricane, you see these palm trees uh, uh, laying on their sides. And one thing I noticed about the palm trees, I, I haven't studied this, so forgive me, uh, but they don't have the greatest root system, at least the ones I see, because, uh, you know, they, they seem to come up pretty good. And maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the, the trees that are typically standing, uh, again, I'm not a treeologist, I know it's not a word, uh, but typically more of the oak trees and, and the south. These are the trees that have the, the significant uh, root system. So you want to be rooted and grounded in God's word. You hear what I'm saying? Not just, you know, I got a two inch uh, root or maybe even a, a, a foot long root. And, you know, you can hold on when it's raining. I mean, I'm sorry, when, when the sun is out and all the rest. But when that wind starts blowing and you don't have roots deep enough to grab the earth, you're not going to have uh, what, what it takes to make it through those difficult times. And this is why, I know people get annoyed with me, um, you know, why are you always got to be in the Word? Why are you always, because that's how you get your roots. That's how folks make it. Because after a while, you start owning the Word. It's not about what Bishop said, it's about what you know. And your roots are established in God, not just in me. And my goal is to get you established in God's Word. So you can open up this book. And God can bring some truth to remembrance and he could place it in your heart, right in your heart. And you can be strong. You can be established. So it's ne never a waste of time for us to dig in 
to these scriptures together and learn together and grow together because only God, only God knows what's in your future. I don't know what's five days from now, but I do know what he gave me to share with you tonight. And I know if you weren't here tonight, you may not have what you need for next week because God not only speaks to you, he also speaks through people. And, and all this is preparation time for what's next. So make sure, again, uh, back to what I said uh, earlier today, make sure you're in the Word and you stay in the Word of God so that you can uh, have what it takes to withstand anything that comes in, in your direction. Verse 28. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. Again, it didn't say the number, but it wasn't just the disciples. I think there was a large group of people. And if you're never astonished by the things that Jesus say, says or said, you're not listening. <laughs> you're not listening. I mean, if you really hear him, I mean, if you really hear him, he'll make a, a hard grown man cry. If you really hear him, rich people, we, we see in the Bible, and I actually have seen it like give it all away. If you really hear him, it, the, the weak become strong. If you really hear him, the simple become wise. And this is just what, 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 what God does. He's a difference maker. But he's a difference maker not only to, to the person who hears, but to the person who actually does. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.